0: might be for you.
1: She's,
0: She's Beauty and the Beast. Hey, babes. This is I, Tracy G. Thankful you're having another earful of the She's Beauty and the Beast podcast. Merry Tuesday. Happy Thanksgiving Eve before the eve. Does anyone else feel like the wild tsunami called the 2016 presidential race kind of put a cloud over my favorite holiday? But then, of course, we have to think about the initial cloud over this holiday, which is the truth, the uncomfortable truth, of what really happened when our indigenous brothers and sisters were faced with the very first immigrants to plant their feet on this soil, AKA the pilgrims! And that also left uh, a non-washable stain on my favorite holiday. Fuck, man! Well, despite all the mud that's been slung on Thanksgiving, it is my favorite, okay? I'm just really into getting drunk off gratitude, I mean, in between some sips of rum and Bailey's, you know, you know. But really, give me some bottomless glasses of gratitude and watch me twerk in the name of inner peace. Okay, episode 11 is upon us. Thank you to the good Lord. I have been taking um, inventory of pretty much all my favorite moments from 2016 and one of the first things that came to mind was a conversation i had with my wonderful friend melissa kimball she's the founder of the ever freaking popular black creatives which is an authentic comforting solution-based one-stop shop for the young restless creative and black i'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with um the brand because you probably see the hashtag all over your social media anyway so back in may uh, Mel, she interviewed me for a conference call on befriending fear, which is, when you think about it, really opposite the mission of a lot of people, right? I think it's very natural to want to wave that fuck fear flag hella high. And why? Because fear at its worst can completely immobilize our goals, which is what makes it so easy to curse out. But through my meetups with several descendants of fear caught up with anxiety a couple times you know had some bites out to eat of procrastination a little long-term fling with self-doubt etc etc i've come to the conclusion that it's my perception of fear um that's worse than the reality of it, if that makes sense. So I thought it would be a good idea to repurpose that interview for us all because fear can get mighty creative with how it snags our attention. So as we prepare for a new year, I think we should also prepare for new ways to engage with fear. I'm not saying we about to be besties with the motherfucker, you know, but even as small as an upgrade from enemy to frenemy is beneficial in the long haul. Because unless you got that Luke Cage blood, Flown in your veins, girl or guy, fear will be felt in some way, shape, or form. Anyways, so here's a bit of how I've redesigned my relationship with fear. I hope you enjoy.
2: Ooh, look at that. Fancy technology making his voice heard. Um, Anyways, guys, yeah, like Melissa said... My dear fellow humans, uh, we're really just thankful for you guys giving us a slice of your time. I know this Tuesday is feeling like one hell of a Monday, (laughs) and a lot of people probably want to be underneath their sheets or checking on Netflix or sexting a bay in training, whatever. So I appreciate you saying, you know what, instead of doing that, I'm going to jump on this call. Because to me, the topic of fear has zero expiration date. You know, it's it's an intangible that is constantly mutating and evolving, and it kind of reminds me, you know when you think you've stomped on an ant so many times that it's finally met its death, and then you lift up your foot and that sucker is still wiggling around? <laughs> like, that is fear. That is fear. Mm-hmm. No matter how dedicated you are to um, to trying to... Like just get rid of it to exterminate it. It's still gonna find its way in your life, and so that's why I've chosen to peace out on the whole fuck fear campaign, mm-hmm. and just say hi, fear. <laughs> <laughs> I look at it. Co- I look at it completely differently because if something is going to be walking by my side every day, then I need to get to know it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going right. to act like Kanye with his bodyguard that's like, no, don't talk to me when you're around. Because <laughs> then fear starts to go ham and cheese and it has like some abandonment issues. And then that's when we're left with a mess to deal with. So that's how I look at
1: fear in a nutshell. Yes, awesome. And so to get started, we just want to do a quick little fun icebreaker. Um, About fear for not only um, Tracy but for myself. So we thought it would be kind of fun. So, Ms. Tracy, since you're the guest, you can go first. Ooh, okay, okay.
2: (laughs) All right, my first question for you, Mel, is what's your favorite scary movie?
1: Ooh. that's a good one. I'd I would have to go with I know right. Um, scream the first one, not all of like the entire series, but I feel like the first one was like a classic. It was like a mix of like scary stuff, but like a thriller, and it had like a twist in the end. So I would go with scream. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I'll give you a wax fact as an addendum to that. I've never seen Scream. <laughs> I know. I might as well have been born in, like, 2011, right? I have no idea how I'm an 80s baby and I haven't seen Scream. But um, yeah. but whatever. That's one of my, my little idiosyncrasies, so don't you dare judge me. What's no, your question? No, no,
1: no, Okay, so this is kind of more like a fill in the blank. So as a child, I was most afraid of You
2: and everybody who's muted is going to, well, you can't look at me, so thank God for that. But if you could look at me, everybody's face would scrunch up because my answer is butterflies. (laughs) I was just revealing this to my boy the other day, I think literally like 24 hours ago, and he was just like, wait, what? I don't know. Things with, with like oversized wings just tend to scare me. And then I didn't understand how come the butterfly couldn't, Fly in a linear line but then I started to have empathy for it because I was like oh the butterflies are always you know flying around all crazy like because they've been a freaking caterpillar for most of their lives sure. <laughs> <laughs> and they're they're not used to this this new level of life—they're not used to, to the to the evolution to this new chapter. They're just figuring it out, and here I am judging it. So, anyway, those butterflies. Um, but I've been vigorously trying to get over it. You know, with butterfly clips I put in my hair,
0: butterfly mm, I patches I would have on my
2: backpack. Uh, you know, Mariah Carey CDs I would purchase. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to get down with the butterflies. I don't want to be attacked. I want no problem.
1: <laughs> I mean, you were proactive, right?
2: So, yeah, yeah. Oh, my turn. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. All right, keeping it rolling, keeping it rolling.
1: Uh, what scares you more, Trump or ISIS? Oh, my God. Trump, <laughs> because he is homegrown.
2: Mm. Having a domestic terrorist.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. So much
2: worse. So much harder to identify. Yeah, I think I definitely have to concur. Concur <laughs> okay. because
1: I'm scared. <laughs> okay. And I'll give you one more. This is fun. Like we should do this more often. But um, let's see. Most people would be surprised by the fact that I used to be afraid of oh the butterfly part
2: would have been better there um that I used to be afraid of huh would be surprised I'm going to put butterflies in there and I'm going to give you a different answer for your initial one of when I was mm-hmm. when I was younger what I was afraid of I was deathly afraid of being kidnapped
1: mm-hmm. like to
2: a yeah, point where I had I, ma- mm-hmm. I had a very keen sense of direction As a child, Mm -hmm. because if I was able to escape, I wanted to know exactly where I was, (laughs) like (laughs) what woods were around me. I just know every single type of like, you know, landmark Mm -hmm. because and I would always think to myself, how am I going to psychologically deflect (laughs) these people? (laughs) these monsters of society so I can crawl through a hole and come back to my mother. Yeah. But I, I overthought that a a gazillion times. And I really think it's because um, I was always in between my mother's legs watching Oprah while she was braiding up my hair. And at that time I think Oprah was obsessed with like just child endangerment in a flurry of ways. And it just Mm -hmm. seeped into my subconscious and those were my nightmares. Those were my constant nightmares. (laughs) <laughs> wow
1: wow yeah oh y'all. My God. well yeah. again again we just want to say welcome to everyone um who's tuned into the call tonight if you're just joining us again welcome to the black creative q a call on be, be friendly fear with tracy g of smell in the morning and also the, the founder of you know she's beauty and the beast and again you know if this is your first time joining us Black creatives and my creative connection is really just a space for creatives of color. Um, you know, not really specific age range, but just more of um, like a target mindset. You know, we believe in getting the work done, building community, and really um, taking the time and the space needed to really build the life that we see for ourselves. So, to go ahead and get started, Tracy, um, the title of mm-hmm. this call, right? It's called befriending fear. Now, right. why should we become friends with fear? You know, in the first place, like what are the the benefits of creating a relationship with something you really don't like? Um,
2: because usually the less we know of something, the more perplexed we are about it. Mm-hmm. And if fear is this constant, for some people it's a hum, for some people it's a roar, but for most of us it's a constant feeling. Then if it's going to be around, you should be friended. Because mm-hmm. if you constantly have, feel like you have an enemy beside you, then that just promotes anxiety, that just promotes paranoia, and now your fear is having a leash on you instead of you having a leash on your fear.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then I'm a little bit of a control enthusiast will say (laughs) instead of control freak (laughs) so even beyond putting i've kind of moved past uh putting a leash on fear and just wanting to domesticate it into sometimes letting it roam free you know i'm kind of like if you're if you're depending on what area you live in you don't need to necessarily have your dog by your side you can go in a park and just let it run out blah 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 that's probably a weak analogy but my point is is that I acknowledge the fact that I feel the fear Mm -hmm. because the more that I get into a scuffle with it, like it's an intangible. And Mm -hmm. the thing about our imagination Mm -hmm. is it can just go into a wild, wild space where Mm -hmm. there is no end in sight when it comes to imagination and your fear can maybe possibly start off the size of a pea and then because we never got to analyze
1: it and to embrace
2: it, all of a sudden it's the size of a freaking ten story building. Right. And it goes beyond us. But I firmly believe that and I don't know, I think life is so much easier with having a spiritual base. That's just my super adamant belief. And so I look at fear as it's always the same size as me or smaller. Mm, it's it's never beyond me. If it is beyond me, then that's something that's going on mentally, and I have to mm-hmm. reel that in. Wow. So yeah, it's and 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 this is all through like super, just different conversations and and not being scared of fear as like much as that may not may not make sense, but not being scared to feel it. Because I mm-hmm. feel like we're in a space where people just want to reject it, to ignore it, to annihilate it. But, like, it's kind of like watching somebody. You ever saw um, Fight Club? And initially mm-hmm. when, uh, damn, I forgot homeboy's name. But, you know, he would look like he was fighting nobody.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you just like, yeah, you in a fisticus with the freaking air. Like that's what fear is like because it's an intangible. It's something that's that's rooted internally. I mean, sometimes externally. Like if you got a fucking wild ex-boyfriend with a knife to your throat, yes, that is a, a very prompt uh, physical fear. But much of the time, it resides on the inside, and things mm. can get so out of control on the inside if we don't um, have a strategy involved. Oh, wow. and I think also. One of the ways that you can tame fear Mm -hmm. is um, by personifying it.
1: That's Mm -hmm. what I do for a lot of things.
2: Um, Mm -hmm. And maybe it's like a weirdo type of joint, but whatever. It's keeping my sanity intact, okay?
1: So I'm going to share
2: it. And we spoke about this at the panel now. One, I give my fear a name. I put Mm -hmm. some respect on my fear, (laughs) And my girl's name is Gertrude. And I look at Gertrude as a very archaic, overprotective, but at the end of the day, loving sort of parental figure who, again, Mm -hmm. just has these really deep-rooted abandonment issues. (laughs) So she don't want to leave me alone, but she's family and, and Gertrude was more so needed at, like, the genesis of humanity, right? Mm-hmm. When there was, mm-hmm. like, Tasmanian tigers to the left and, like, woolly mammoths <laughs> to the right. <laughs> and maybe without Gertrude, I would have said, yo, that little Tasmanian tiger is so adorable. Let me just freaking scratch it behind its ears. And then my entire freaking arm would have been off and tossed into the Atlantic Ocean, right? And so Mm -hmm. Gertrude was like, bitch, you're going to have to take a couple steps back. (laughs) Trust me on this one. (laughs) Um, But the thing thing about fear, and I've learned this a lot from Elizabeth Gilbert, who I'm a major disciple of. You know, she wrote Eat, Pray, Love and Big Magic, and she's an amazing thought leader. And um, she always explains how fear just, it hasn't evolved at the same pace as everything else, you know? Mm-hmm. So it can look at a, a, a freaking graduate dissertation as that tiger. It can look at um, a, a presentation at your job in front of, you know, the big suits as that freaking woolly mammoth. And that's why I'm saying its intentions mm-hmm. are good, but – you have to say I have something a little bit stronger than fear which is intuition. I have something a little bit stronger than fear which is faith. You know, mm-hmm. I have something a little bit stronger than fear um which is not giving a fuck. Mhm. And mm-hmm. and I think when it comes to because because sometimes it it can't always be yo. I'm just gonna mute fear and do whatever the hell I want to do. And mm-hmm. I say, th- and you're probably gonna get into this, so stop me if I'm, if yeah. I'm scratching up the flow of your question. Let I me would. stop. Let me stop. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Go you
1: ahead. No, I just I want to point out that it's it's really interesting that you said that fear's intention is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I that, I think that really that really kind of hit me because. When we think of fear, of course, it's always associated with something negative or something that's out to get us, but to say that yeah, its intention is good. Can you elaborate more on that little piece, and then we'll we'll go to the next question.: so Yeah, where well, does that, a yeah, lot where of, does that come from?
2: Well, a lot of fear is based on perception, right? Mm-hmm. It's based on the perception that something is dangerous, that something is going to cause emotional, spiritual, or bodily harm to us. Something Mm -hmm. is a dire threat that needs to be dealt with um, right at the millisecond. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: But that's what I'm saying. So if that's the intention is to shield us from this, you know, wild everlasting pain, then that's beautiful. That's Mm a ride or die chick. (laughs) Like that's a friend for life. You know Mm -hmm. what
1: I'm
2: saying? But, that goes back to how fear is a little archaic. It's like your grandmother who doesn't want you to travel abroad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. the, because the the grandmother just, like, thinks you're going to get snatched up by a boogeyman or something or just watched too many, what's that movie, Taken? Just watched Taken a little bit <laughs> too many times. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or, or, or believed that, like, Television is the devil. You understand what I'm saying? These are just very, like, old-fashioned, old-school ways of thinking about things. But at the end of the day, it's rooted in love. Mm-hmm. And I don't have no freaking sci- scientific proof of this, but I have something that sometimes is stronger than scientific proof, and that is a, a choice in perception. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and we have every day – a buffet of perspectives to choose Mm -hmm. straight up. And it's like, what are you going to put on your plate? And this is just what happens to work for me. And when I think of it in that way, I just become calmer. So I start to look at fear the way I would look at my mother, who's highly concerned about something that I know (laughs) has has zero effects on my livelihood
0: in -hmm. a negative
2: way. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But for her, it's like, Is there such an attachment to me? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And because fear has helped us so much, it stops you from, you know, putting your hand by the fire again. It stops a lot of people from another year in a tempestuous relationship. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It stops It 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 does its job for a lot of things. (laughs) And because Mm -hmm. of that, it just thinks everything is out to get us Mm
1: -hmm.
2: because if a mother has a child and every freaking day the teacher is calling up this mom and it's like yo your kid just like broke its leg off the swing and the next day it's like yo your kid was just rollerblading and now has like 10 uh you know like uh needs like staples in its leg After a while, you're going to just grow a paranoia, and you're just going to be overprotective of your kid, and you're going to try right. not to. But guess what? It's not even the mother's job to stop being overprotective. Like, that would be ideal. But it's the child's job as it gets older to be like, mom, okay, I get it, but I'm still going to go hiking. Mm-hmm. Right. Mom, okay, I get it, but Thailand is calling me by first, middle, and last name. I'm going.
1: You understand what yeah. I'm saying?
2: So, so that's what I'm saying. At a point, as adults, we've outgrown fear, but you still have to respect it because, in my sincere perspective, um, fear loves us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It just loves really, 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 really hard,
1: Mm -hmm. and and so we need to put to to, to give some distance. Yeah. No, I agree. I love that. And so fear comes in many shapes and many forms. So how can we mm-hmm. begin to recognize it? Like, how do we know when we're acting from a place of fear? Versus what? Versus not being afraid, if that makes sense. Like, how do we know when we should actually abide by fear? hmm yeah, and I think that I think we should probably break that up into the two parts. So the first question is like how can we begin to recognize fear? Like how um, do we I know think, what fear looks like and what it feels like? Mm, well, I
2: think, you know, the one home that we're gonna have for our entire lives is our body, right? Mhm. So the home that think about the home that you lived in the longest. You know when creaks are coming from, like just the natural um, ambiance of the house,
1: mm-hmm.
2: or whether somebody is actually intruding. You understand what I'm saying? When
0: mm-hmm. you when
2: when you're in your house, like I know when something is just like if it were like my mother who is just walking down the hallway versus somebody who's being secretive and then now my ears are perked up and I'm like something is awry Mm -hmm. and so if you think of your body as that home you also know you can feel like okay my heart is racing a little bit more that's throwing me off equilibrium some people's palms get sweaty okay that's not the everyday Mm -hmm. um, feeling of it uh, some people like their voice gets a little crackly, or you just feel dry, or you all of a sudden just want to be super antisocial, um, or you get quieter, or you start. Then you pay attention to the dialogue.
0: Mm-hmm. I think
2: we always have to constantly be in tune with the conversations that are being had within our minds, and if those conversations are being had with our full consent right because then some of those conversations Mm -hmm. when you're fear usually come with question marks they're they are not periods (laughs) and they certainly are not exclamation points except of course if you are in like in a in a very physically taxing state uh but yeah if it's like can I do this am I allowed to be here who do I think I am is this the right place for me? Mm-hmm. Do I deserve this? Oh, my gosh, are they going to think I'm crazy?
1: You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Questions like that that really strip away the value of who you are.
0: And I mm-hmm. think
2: a lot of times the, um, the antidote for that is preparation.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think preparation breeds confidence. And confidence is like the holy water you douse fear with <laughs> <laughs> to just chill it on out, you know, mm-hmm. because the, the, the less prepared we feel, and sometimes a lot of people, you can be in a situation like, even something like this, mm-hmm. and your truth is by my side <laughs> while I'm on this <laughs> call. Yeah. And as much as, like, I love conversations about fear, and, you know, we've had them. Um. to, with a, we've had conversations with a lot of whiff to them, but I still need to prepare in some way, shape, or form, because if I stumble, I'm going to feel like I'm on a tightrope. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And all there is beneath me is freaking 7th Avenue cement. <laughs> 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 but preparation is like, ah. I'm going to have fun with it. And if I stumble, I'm going to activate these wings and I'm going to get right back up. <laughs> or if I go a little bit down more, I'm going to activate these springs and I'm going to bounce, not break. You know what I'm saying? Mhm. That's what just tends tend to happen. But if you go into something and completely naked, <laughs> then you're setting yourself up. And that's when it goes back
1: to you let fear put a leash on you. Ooh, that's good. That Instead of the other way around. And so, and- Mhm. Like okay, at what point did your relationship with fear change? Like how did you come to, you know, get in the habit of you know giving it a name and giving it a personality? Like how did you how did you get to that space? And and do you think that your relationship with fear will continue to evolve over time?
2: Yeah, I do think it's going to continue to evolve because I'm constantly evolving. My goals are evolving. My world is, you know, turning into a million different shapes at a time, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, with, with technology and especially someone like me who I tend to fall in love with so many different aspects of life. Like I'm a hummingbird, you know, I'm not <laughs> yeah. a jackhammer. When We spoke about this. Yeah, and a jackhammer... Mm-hmm like for groups of people who identify um, as someone who immediately they recognize the love of their life in their work you know in their Mm -hmm. purpose and they just and it's just one person and they are all about monogamy from jump and they just focus on that craft boom 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 I am very very polyamorous (laughs) when it comes to my interests you know, and mm-hmm. I just like to cross-pollinate. And so I have no idea what is going to be flirting with my spirit in like a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that might, that might scare me, you know? So yeah, it's always going to be there, but I have a better relationship with it. And I try to really like, instead of sometimes focusing so much on it psychologically, even though I do have fun um, doing Um, analytics of that sort. But I've really been focusing on fear on a physiological level and, Mm -hmm. like, working on my breathing, you know? So Tony Robbins, the world's greatest life coach, she always talks about power breathing, and Gabrielle Bernstein, you know, major spiritual wellness coach, she speaks about it as well. And... You literally can calm, like you can slow down the pace of your heart.
1: Mm-hmm. You literally
2: are breaking down all of the blood cells that rush to your brain when you have anxiety. Mm-hmm. Inhaling is sending them back to all the other zones in your body that they need to go to, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll just sometimes look at it because, because that's easy for me. I can immediately do it. It's just pure science. And when you're dealing with facts, there's a beginning, there's a middle, and there's an end. And so Mm -hmm. I'll just concentrate on my breathing instead of just, like, overanalyzing things and being like, Mm -hmm. why, where is this coming from? How can I stop it? Where is it going? What's the route? Is it going to be with me in the morning? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And sometimes (laughs) it's as simple as I'm going to do my military breath, which is... You inhale, but you have to inhale with your stomach like Buddha style. So when you inhale, your stomach doesn't go in. It pushes out. Mm-hmm. And then you hold it for like 10 seconds so you can get the most out of it. And then when you exhale, you also take 10 seconds. And that's when your stomach contracts. Does that make sense? Mhm. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and you can really just like it's like basically hitting a reset button for your body mm-hmm. and it kind of just clears away all the clouds in your brain um mm-hmm. and it's like it's it's almost like a nightlight in a sense <laughs> when you're a child you know you know i'd be having guys i can't survive without analogies yo <laughs> i cannot survive i am someone who i feel like God hides little cheat sheets. I look at life as a video game, and God hides little cheat sheets in just, like, the little daily activities that we overlook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the way that when we were younger, we would think that this, this huge freaking shadow was, like, you know, the thing that goes bump in the night, whatever, and mm-hmm. then you just add a nightlight, and you're like, oh, shoot, it's not that. And so I feel like the breathing just separates, like, your Your imagination from your reason,
1: mhm, mm-hmm.
2: and then i mean, I remember you were asking this question about, okay, how do you know whether you should um well, I think it's always cool to con- consult with fear, and one of the things you should ask yourself when you're consulting with fear is, am I okay with the worst possible outcome? Mhm, mhm. And if you're not okay with it, then you don't have to fuck with it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like someone right now is probably, it's 8 o'clock East Coast time. Maybe they're at their job, and they're contemplating having an affair with their boss, who they probably maybe have true sexual chemistry with. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And when they answer that question of, can I handle the worst possible outcome? Which is being outed, <laughs> being caught in this affair, and possibly losing my job. Mm-hmm. If the answer is no, then fear just freaking, yo, help your ass out.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like fear is how that out of you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
2: And then, and then, in some cases, it can be. If someone wants to quit their job Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, the worst possible outcome is I can't take Ubers for like six months (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I got to save money, you know what I'm saying? Or I got to move back home with my parents Mm
1: -hmm.
2: or my girlfriend might leave me because or my boyfriend might leave me because he's used to a certain lifestyle or she's used mm-hmm. to a certain lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? And for some yeah. people the answer is like, ah, eh, F that, I'm cool. Then you, yes, you consulted a fear, so you respected it, you heard it, and because we're grown, you said, but nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but nah. So I think that that's the key question. Can you handle the worst possible outcome?
1: No, that's a, that's a great, like, way to like really put it into perspective and again just taking that time and that space to really think about what's happening instead of just letting things like happen to you I feel like makes such a huge difference um Mm -hmm. that's a really really good question so then we have some questions um from some of our lovely callers so again thank you all for um you know taking your time out of this Tuesday that feels like a Monday um, to chat with us about fear so one question is um, my fear is actually getting started how do I attack my fear with getting started if I think my idea isn't good enough hmm
2: if you think your idea isn't good enough well I think that begins with mindset and so I would really holla at some affirmations, man. Um, And, Mel, you know this. I just put out an Mm -hmm. affirmation EP, and I know this sounds like such a straight-up freaking plug. uh, (laughs) Yeah, the plug. But, I mean, shoot, I created it for times like this. So what the hell? (laughs) Here it is, yo. Um, But, yeah, but I really think it begins with some affirmations. Let me see one that I can apply for this. Uh, Let's say... I know that fear keeps all prizes at high value. Mm. So I am willing and able to feel the fear and press the hell forward anyway. Mm, so again, if you look, yeah, because, or else everyone, if there was no fear, then everyone would be a millionaire. Mm -hmm. Everyone would have whoever they wanted. It's just this world would be uh, one big haven for gold. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? And and it can be in some small ways, but whatever. Sticking to this um, analogy, fear keeps every prize at high value.
0: Mm -hmm. So
2: you have to be willing to step up and say, you know what? I want it. My why is bigger than my why not. Mm. You know what I'm saying? My why for why I want to do this, (laughs) for why this is going to be of benefit, is bigger Mm. than any question that could come to mind. And your why almost has to bring you to to tears, in a sense. Mm. Mm It has to completely, like, engulf you. Um, Mm -hmm. And then as far as, as starting, I think there's a variety of things. One it's always great to have an accountability buddy. Mm -hmm. And I know sometimes what fear can do to us is is grant us with this illusion that we are the sole person feeling this way, and we're feeling this way on an island (laughs) where no one can hear us and no one is even around to dare relate to us, you know. Mm
0: -hmm. But that is
2: so far from the truth. Absolutely beyond, like miles and miles and miles, and countries and continents, and there I say galaxies away from the truth, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. once, it's like you get it out of your brain and you really start to have a conversation with it, that's when you strip it of its power. Because I'm telling mm-hmm. you, there is like our brain is like the black hole sometimes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> there's no ending. <laughs> it's just infinite thought you know what i'm saying but when you get in the conversation conversation forces you to put have to have periods you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're saying there there has to be an an end to a conversation unless somebody's a freaking robot out there with like the ill dorsal power life battery but we're not (laughs) and so if you have an accountability buddy someone that you trust and and fuck it if you don't have it in real life you can find that joint on facebook for real, you mm-hmm. can holler at some people on, on Twitter. Twitter. You can DM yeah. me, and I will figure out a way to be your um, accountability buddy. Like, like the internet is is um is one of our greatest sources
0: of mm-hmm.
2: um of life for real right. for right. keeping ourselves alive. Um, and if you have an accountability buddy, then there's going to be less excuses because we tend to just let ourselves get relaxed, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Oh, definitely, very comfortable. (laughs) Yeah, we baby ourselves like crazy. Like we would freaking breastfeed ourselves till 21 years of age if we could, (laughs) in a sense. But when you know someone is expecting to hear from you, you know someone is going to ask you a question, it kind of just like, put some wheels on you to to get some things done also Mm -hmm. I would break down whatever the task is there's an excellent episode of um, one of my favorite podcasts called um, $100 MBA it's a daily podcast that gives you 10 minute um, grand bits of business advice and they had an episode what the hell is the exact title I can, t- I can tell you at the end, Melissa, so you can put it in the email. But it okay. was basically about how to complete projects. And I was mm-hmm. saying, like, the more that you – and Will Smith has this quote, too. It's like if you're going to build a house, you don't look at it as every day I got to build a house. It's every day you got to, you know, place a brick as, as perfectly as possible, and then you have a house. And so mm-hmm. with this, it's like you have to start very, very small. You list out all of your tasks. And write Mm -hmm. it down. Don't even put it sometimes on a computer, because sometimes typing into Word, at least for me, it feels so contractual. You know what I'm saying? I feel very Mm -hmm. binded by a Word document. (laughs) (laughs) I just like to write, because when it's pen and paper, it just takes me back to my youth. It takes me back to journaling. It takes me back to the fact that I can just scribble something out, and it's a okay you know? Mm -hmm. So just write down all of your tasks so you can see them, and then, and then prioritize them and then just focus on them one bite at a time. It's one mm. bite,
1: y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how mm-hmm. you freaking eat a cow,
2: one bite at a
1: time. I love that. And I think, um, let's see, this next question that we have, I think it's really, really, really relevant um, because, I mean, presumably everybody on this call is a creative, and so we often deal with procrastination as like a big, big thing. So, one of our listeners asked, How do you know the difference between fear and procrastination? Oh, I think that they're the same.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that they're synonymous. Like, fear is the trunk, and procrastination is a branch off of that Mm -hmm. tree trunk you know the same way like anxiety is a branch off of that tree trunk too so it's the damn same thing so again going back to fear being archaic fear is looking at whatever the hell you're procrastinating as something that is going to bring pain to you Mm
1: -hmm.
2: but that's not the case so you have to remind fear that it's got to evolve and if it can't then it can catch up later it can catch Mm -hmm. up later for real, and, and sometimes you have to separate, you have to look at fear as an emotion, which it is, and, and I'll give you another affirmation um, for whoever's question that is, because so that's an excellent question, so take mm-hmm. this affirmation to consideration, embed it into your, your mind. Okay, uh, let's see. I don't need every moment of my life to orbit around my emotion for me to follow through with doing uh. the right thing. That's one of my favorites. For real. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's like, like this will happen a lot of times for me with writing because I just go into this state of, like, once I pick up my pen, I need to be flowing something freaking poetic and just perfect and ready to be framed and mounted on someone's wall.
0: Mm -hmm. But it's
2: so much easier for me to just commit to writing pure, smelly shit. (laughs) like that's less scary than this idea of perfectionism I'm, I'm putting on myself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's a different Mm -hmm. perspective to look at it. And, and again, asking your, asking yourself, are you willing to deal with the worst possible outcome? So let's think about what the worst possible outcome procrastination is going to give you. Mm -hmm. Are you down Mm -hmm. for that? And Hey, some people's DNA works well for them where, you know, one second on the clock, and they like, yo, pass me the ball. This is when I do it. This is when I do it. (laughs) And if if that doesn't give you a heart attack, all right, yo, hey. Uh, Some people have their formulas. I'm not here to say everybody's got to walk the same line. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But for the most part, that don't work for people. That don't work for people. Mm -hmm. And their anxiety reaches a boil, and then they finally get it done, they realize, whoa, why was I so scared of this? But guess what? That comes a little too late. And then you have mm-hmm. true fear, which is a damn deadline. And that's not imaginary. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So this is all like kind of like, you know, fear is a little mischievous too. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> some, little, some little magic tricks. You know what I'm saying? so that's why it, it's important to befriend it, to get to know it, because you got to, and and if I guess if you do want to keep it like an enemy, then we have that entire saying of uh, keep your enemies close. Mm. Wow, know, know know what their tactics are, right? right? Study their style. If that's the enemy, and this and, and life is a sport, you think you think freaking Golden State Warriors aren't watching tapes of of um, freaking LeBron right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think they're watching tapes of LeBron? <laughs> to see what happens when he's underneath the basket. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I don't want to go too deep with the freaking sports analogies, but you guys, but you, you, you get me, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, if someone's really stuck and it works for them to be like, nah, the fear is just, I don't fuck with fear. I'm not trying to have you be a part of my five-man squad. I Cool. But that doesn't excuse you from studying it because you better know who your competition is
1: wow and a lot of times the competition is ourselves really come on come through
2: come through <laughs> with that closing line Melissa come yeah. through
1: <laughs> yeah. so we'll take um, we'll take one more question I mean we have so many great ones so look we'll, at me and Tracy we'll kind of have pal out to see how we can answer all of them because um, we have so many good ones, but, of course, for the sake of time, we can't answer all of them tonight. But thank you to everyone who submitted a question. Again, we'll come up with some type of creative way to really answer all the questions that we didn't get to tonight. So, Or, Let's-
2: Melissa, Uh-oh. when you have your podcast, you can just record the answer. <laughs> Talk about fear, huh? Talk about (laughs) fear. Not to put the spotlight on you, baby, but to put
1: the spotlight on (laughs) you. Okay. So next question, and and for all who, I mean, don't know, because me and Tracy have been talking about it, but been wanting to create a Black Traitor's podcast, so this is kind of like the seed to plant to see how it goes. So clearly it's going to happen. Um, Next question. So, how do you, and our, well, final question, how do you tackle the fear that you feel when you pray for direction, get an answer of what to do, and that answer is totally different from anything you've envisioned for yourself? Hmm. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful.
2: Um, Well, first and foremost, I always remind myself that I am, this life is a collaboration between me, and my higher power, my life force, God. Um, and so if God is routinely putting a vision in my eyes that is different from what I saw for myself, and he's taking lead in the project, that's the other thing. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's not 50-50 like that.
0: <laughs> God
2: <laughs> is holding court in this project, Then, then rock with it. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like our creator, this is another freaking um, affirmation. Mm -hmm. Um, Our creator believes that through storm and sun, and we need both of those things, right, for growth. So through storm and sun, our creator embeds us with everything needed to be wildly magnificent in the lane of his choosing. And again, we are the same size, if not bigger, than our fear. You know? And again, Mm -hmm. life is all about seasons as well. And if we Mm -hmm. want a promotion in life, then you got to match that promotion with character. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what bosses are looking for when it's like, all right, who are we going to shoot up the ladder? Who has the Mm -hmm. muscle to handle? And if God is showing you something, and you may not be rocking with it, but it can just be, again, for a season. And what's the beautiful thing about seasons? They're temporary. They come Mm -hmm. up for expiration date, you know? And as much as, like, people in New York City, like, hate the snow, but if you take a second and find the beauty in this beast, no pun, <laughs> it can help the time pass, you know, because the time is going to mm-hmm. pass by anyway. So it's just a matter of do we want it to pass by in pain or do we want to find some type of, if not pleasure, but at least peace in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that comes with just being in a constant um, space that activates your faith, you know what I'm saying? So fellowship is really important and those times where you have friends that are very faith-based, um, mm-hmm. paying attention to what is being poured into your subconscious,
1: right. like
2: on a, on a level of repetition, you know what I mean? So if you got to mm-hmm. listen to personal development podcasts all the time to remind you that you're chosen for something more, again, like these things keep the prizes at high value. If everyone had the prize what happens when everyone has something, the value depreciates, right? Right. Very true. The trend moves on. <laughs> but Saks Fifth Avenue is never gonna be a trend.
1: You know right. what I'm
2: saying? The story is probably is never gonna shut down because mm-hmm. it's for like it's just a different level. It's a different level. And if you believe that you're chosen to be there, then you got to climb. Mm-hmm. you got to climb. And as you climb, baby girl, you're going to get you some banging ass thighs. So don't you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think that's the perfect way to close out our call tonight on Be Fear. Thank you again, Tracy. Of course, as usual, you were amazing um, during this call. And again, I just want to say thank you. To everyone who just tuned in, so took the time to tweet out gems. Um, this call will be available for replay. Um, so right after you know we ended, I'll post it to our Twitter page. It's Black B L K Creative on Twitter. is the handle. So again, I mean, thank you, Tracy. Again, do you have any parting words about fear?
2: Um, I want everyone to come up with a name for their fear and tweet it <laughs> to me because Gertrude needs friends. So that's my little assignment, yo. Take it or leave it. But if you take it, you tweet it, okay? So I want to know what you are naming fear. And Mel, I just want to say thank you so much. It's always such a pleasure to collaborate (laughs) with you. And I'm really excited for all of your forthcoming chapters because I know they're going to be sparkly as fuck. And I love the sight of your shine. And um, I just want to say thank you to everyone who joined us, even though we weren't able to hear you um, verbally, but I still feel Mm -hmm. like I felt you. So I really appreciate your presence.
0: Okay, I hope that made a good point for why fear ain't that big of an asshole, guys. It's just sort of like a, a misunderstood emotion roaming the earth with some issues which I think sounds like a ton of people that we all know, right, right? <laughs> but anyways, I definitely love to hear your thoughts on fear, how you guys um, deal with it, recycle it, befriend it. So share with me. Find me on Twitter, on IG, at itchtracieg, A C Y G. I-T-S-t-a-c-y-g. Um... And you should also hit Melissa on there while you're at it. She's at Melissa underscore Kimball, also at Black Creatives, that's B-L-K Creatives. And I will put all of the info inside the info box, which if you're on iTunes, you can just hit the logo and all will be revealed, or you can go to she's com. Still collecting questions, uh, episode suggestions, so feel free to reach out while you're massaging your belly this weekend, it's tracyg at gmail.com is the email for you. Tiss all. I'm going on a retreat this weekend. Well, really, I'm going upstairs to my girl's banging ass apartment. <laughs> but a retreat, damn it. That's what I'm calling it because I'm going to plan out 2017 with her so I can give you a popping, progressive, provocative, purposeful package of things for the new year. You know what I mean? That was a horrible accent look what drake did to me (laughs) anyways i'm just excited about uh the road ahead because i've got my squad with me and all right i'm about to hit rambling status i can feel it upon me so it's time for me to peace out but my final words happy thanksgiving everyone forever forever grateful for your support i love thee i do keep the soul lit She's beauty and
1: the moon. <laughs>